Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day out there today. It is July the 25th, 2022. We are five to six, what was it, five months away from Christmas? Holy smokes. Yeah, I think it's I think it's five, right? Uh, July, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, five months. My goodness. Hey, no better time than to start your shopping now. What the heck, right? <laughs> um, so today, uh, before well, before we get started, I just want to let you know that you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your f- podcast. We're on Stitcher, Podbean, um, Apple, Google Play, you name it, we're there. We are, um, we're having a good time, man. And so I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Hopefully you're having a wonderful summer, having a great time getting out, seeing family and friends, but also staying healthy, staying on that, uh, keeping with the diet, um, keeping with everything. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiatus from the adult fitness podcast. Uh, if you may or may not have known, uh, we had a bit of a, bit of an emergency in the old, uh, in the old uh, <laughs> uh, gym area where we had a bit of water uh, damage, as it were. And so because of that, uh, there wasn't too much we could really do in the gym because of, you know, just the leaks and stuff like that. But we are back and everything has been remedied. And to tell you the truth, um, not that I wished this on anybody, but the actual... Uh, fact that the gym now is a little bit more spacious is uh, quite quite a surprising effect. But you don't want to hear about that. You want to hear about the topic. So today we're going to be chatting about gym culture in particular. Now I'm a little bit of a little bit in a weird space with this, and I'll give you a little bit of a of a uh, precursor. Is that I have not been working at my uh, local gym since last year, August. So we're coming up to a year now. And it's probably been the longest I haven't been in a gym type fitness setting in over 10, I'd say seven to 10 years. And the reason for that is because of the pandemic, obviously, and so many gyms were shuttered and so many people lost uh, fitness jobs and just in, in particular where I'm living there were about two gyms that shut down really big facilities and you know things are starting to come back now so it's it's really good to see um, that you know supplement we have a few supplement shops here in my town as well as um, you know try leisure center and other fitness facilities but I just wanted to talk to something that I've been seeing online and I can only go off of my own experience working in the fitness industry for so long but also what it's going to be, you know, just kind of spitballing of what it might be like after kind of COVID. And I say after because uh, where I'm at right now, cases are pretty low. And, you know, but then again, we are entering into the fall in the next little bit. And as we all know, fall is always a time where people are heading back to school, where schedules are going to be back into more of a structured type setting and people get sick. You know, it just happens. So we will see. Uh, Hopefully we have experienced the last of the shutdowns, but many people have left the gyms for good. You know, a lot of people 
And so that's kind of leading to what I'm talking to here, which is, is gym culture toxic? Is the current state of the fitness industry within gyms in North America a place where there's lack, a lack of a brotherhood, a lack of a sisterhood, a lack of kindness and just manners in particular. So um, there's a gentleman on social media by the name of Joey Swole. He is a influencer. You first probably heard about him back in the day with a supplement, now defunct company, some supplement company called Shreds in which there was a few, probably like six or seven, under 10 or so fitness models and influencers and social media types that were really big in the fitness industry. Um, the supplement company fizzled out a number of years ago, but the Joey Swole has gone on to, you know, still maintain his physique and he's still out there making videos and stuff like that. And he started on this movement towards a positive gym culture. You know, um, it, it begs the question as to if it really has, is toxic, but the, the idea is that a lot of gym culture, in particular your everyday slash globo gym slash, um, you know, gym that focuses on more bodybuilding aesthetics and bodybuilding movements are based upon a culture that was started in the 60s and 70s with the bodybuilding. Um, if you ever watched the movie Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno and people like uh, Dave Draper and Tom Platts and, you know, oh my gosh, just Joe Weider who was leading that movement of where basically he, Joe Weider was, if you look him up, he's like the father of modern day bodybuilding and gym culture in a way. And so a lot of... Um, before sports teams and athletic organizations got into weightlifting, it was seen as a way that um, just lifting weights would cause you to actually regress from your athletic performance. Now, we know that's different, but back in the day, if you look it up, football coaches would strictly adhere to keeping their guys away from the weight room because they felt that if you got too bulky, it would take away from your movements. Um, Michael Jordan was famously... Um, um, known for that, for trying to stay out of the weight room until he got with his trainer, Tony, um, I believe it's Tony Glover, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, just because he just got tired of getting bullied around by the Detroit Pistons and got into the weight room. And he found that he was able to play longer, you know, um, stronger, finish at the rim. So all that to say, um, the fitness industry has come a long way from being seen as a place of just big muscle-bound freaks to an essential, almost integral part of any athletic um, performance endeavor as far as college to professional sports to just everyday, you know, body maintenance, you know, just, just living, you know. So in that you have also the various do's and don'ts and the cues and the sort of unwritten rules within the fitness culture and the fitness industry that a lot of people, if you don't, if you haven't been aware of gym slash bodybuilding slash lifting culture within the last 50 or so years and the big names and the phrases and the, the culture and it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, um, you have people who perform, who do bodybuilding shows, physique shows, and so you'll hear terms like I'm um, six weeks out or ten weeks out of a show and or bulking. 
you know, or when the fall hits, you'll hear guys saying, I'm on the dirty bulk, you know, or whatever, or um, it's summertime, so it's shredding season, you know, or, or whatever else, or um, if, you're, if you're part of the, the powerlifting um, uh, sort of crowd, then you've got guys who are PRing, you know, or trying to um, max out, or various terms, various slang, various um, just use of, of, of different terms and terminology is well known, you know, like, can I, sp- can I work in with you? So if you're working out and you have somebody and you're doing like a, like a split where you're working your seated rows for your back and then you're also hitting uh, your traps, so you're doing shrugs or whatever. And so you might be on the Smith machine and the seated row and you're going back and forth. And to an outsider looking in, it might say, look at this jerk taking up all the equipment. Meanwhile, somebody who's familiar with gym culture would understand, oh, okay, no, nah, this guy or this girl, she's, she's work, she's super setting it, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. I'll ask if I can work in with her, right? Hey, you mind if I work in? Boom. Awesome, right? Because if you're in that culture, you're well aware of the time limit that people might have when they're in the gym. If you're working a full-time job and you have an hour, if you're lucky, hour and a half to get in and get what you got in, or 45 minutes, you know, you don't have a lot of time to wait, um, waste, you know? Um, so there's a lot of stuff. You see guys taking protein or, um, pre-workout straight to the dome, you know, without, you know, just scooping it right into their mouth. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff within the culture that's fun. That's, you know, just brings you, if, if you've been, if you kind of grew up in the eighties and the nineties or the sixties or the seventies, the golden era of bodybuilding, it's, it can be a wonderful brotherhood, sisterhood. But then there's also the bad side of it, which is like, you know, the steroid use and the human growth hormones and the attitude in the gym, in certain gyms that if you go to, that you need to look a certain way. You need to be fit before you go to these gyms. Um, You need to, you know, some of them are quote unquote meat markets where if the gym is in a particular area of town where people have a little bit more money, then you might see people dressing up a bit more, more designer brands to work out in, you know. Um, the Most of the gyms that I've been comfortable working out in and working at have been gyms that welcome everybody. Not to say there isn't a place for um, fitness facilities that are a little bit more high-end, that a little have a little bit more invested in, you know, particular equipment that hits certain body parts. So there's all these different facets, and then you have the different subgenres within fitness. You've got the CrossFit crowd, you've got the powerlifting crowd, the strongman crowd, you've got the um, people who are just into quote unquote just lifting, you know, people who are into calisthenics. Then you have the sports centered training. So for hockey, basketball, football, baseball, um, all of that kind of stuff. Or and then you have the the fitness centers or the spas as it were. So they're not really like hardcore gyms, but they, you know, they got the bikes and the treadmills and then you've got like the orange fitness theory type stuff and, and everything else. So there's, it's a rich culture in which there's a lot of intersectionality, a lot of subgenres, and a lot of just stuff that if you're a part of it, you know, right? If you walk into a, a powerlifting gym, great example, right? You walk into a powerlifting strongman. Let's say, let's say it's a powerlifting gym, not, not strong, but it's powerlifting. And 
you look around, you're going to recognize if you're if you're part of that culture, if you follow, you know, people online, and if you follow various companies, you'll know top of the line stuff. So like Hammer Strength, Alico, um, York, even uh, stuff like that. So if you see racks with Hammer Strength, you see weight plates that are calibrated with Alico, you see um, custom made uh, deadlifting platforms and other type of implements that are out there. You're going to be like, okay, this is a serious gym. Like these people are serious about their training. They've invested the money into getting this equipment because not every gym is going to have uh, plate, you know, stuff like that. Uh, if you go to a powerlift uh, strongman gym, you're going to see stuff like kegs and and atlas stones and oh, I can never pronounce the name of this one stone from Iceland. The Hulfafex stone. It's it's you got to actually be born in the culture to say it. But um, you'll see things such as farmers walks and um, various things that you wouldn't see in an everyday gym. Certain other gyms that just work on balance and strength, you'd see things such as Indian clubs and maces and all this hammers and tires and all this stuff, right? So all that to say, is it, do these cultures and subcultures within the fitness industry, do it, do it, wow, Uh, does it create a toxic environment, i.e. one that isn't welcoming to newcomers, that kind of shuns outsiders, and if you don't have the right gear, the right look, you don't speak the, the lingo, the proper, you know, you know, language, are you not, you're not one of us, you know, do you have the right to even show up here, you know, do you even lift, bro, you know, kind of thing, so we're going to explore that a little bit, but I think it's kind of, kind of interesting just to lay the groundwork, because if you do, if, if you are, um, so yeah, so so basically, let me start out like this: You're a newcomer coming into a gym, and you see people in the back area because that's mostly where the, the the weights and the squat racks will be in the back area, the dumbbells. And you see guys lifting, lifting pretty heavy. You see them doing movements that you're like, "Hey, I have no idea what these movements do. I have no idea what they're for. I don't know how many. What's a rep? What's a set?" What is a superset? This is this is insane. So, I think one is that a gym needs to be a place where everybody feels welcome. And I think now it, it's not that that's not to say that a specific gym is for everybody, but everybody needs to feel welcome. So even if you are trying out powerlifting for the first time, and you're like, you know what, I like the idea of squatting, benching, and deadlifting. I I really you know, my body type really works with it and I really connect with that culture, you know, i.e. trying to max out your, you know, um, pushing as much weight as possible, you know, you really like all the, you know, to be wrapped and strapped and tooted and booted where you have like your wrist wraps and your, you know, your belt and your knee wraps and your knee sleeves and your elbow sleeves and like, and I mean, it's funny, but when you get older and you're training, like having all that helps tremendously because you're not as young as you used to be, you know, uh, those joints need to be warmed up, right? So you'll look at, um, you'll look at a gym like that and you'll say, Hey, I want to come out to a gym like this. And so you walk in and immediately if the front desk kind of looks at you, you know, and doesn't really, doesn't have a warm welcome, uh, you walk around, nobody's kind of talking to you. They don't have an introductory to the gym you know, and to tell you, hey, this is what it's about. This is what kind of the culture is here. This is what 
This is how things kind of happen. And if you don't have that, you're just going to come in there. And usually, like, you're, I mean, most people aren't just going to walk into a gym. You might have a friend that goes there and they can kind of give you the, the ropes and everything. But I think the first thing is a gym needs to be a place where everybody, even if you're not part of that culture, you can at least come in. So it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, uh, able-bodied, uh, transgender, um, liberal, conservative, whatever. It, you know, we're all the same under the bar, right? And that, that needs to be that creo, that, that credo. That needs to be that, that rallying cry. So when you do come in, you're not going to think, oh, well, okay, this is not for me, right? And, and let's be clear, some gyms, you might feel a vibe and you're just like, this just isn't my crowd. Uh, there's a gym in the downtown area um, in Edmonton where I walked in and I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy and I, you know, I don't necessarily feel intimidated all that much when I go into various gyms, but this one in particular, I went in and most of the people that pulled up, they were in Audis or BMWs or Lexuses and everybody that was working out looked a certain way. They had like, you know, the latest and the great latest stuff on and, and people were dressed to the nines and it, it didn't feel like a place I could go with my t-shirt with a hole in it, you know, kind of thing. Like I, I wouldn't need a gym outfit or a gym fit that look coordinated and put together. I couldn't just show up and just work, just train. It felt like you needed to be in a certain tax bracket, which is fine. I'm, I, that's just not for me. So I'm going to find something that's a bit more my speed. So I think the first thing is you got to be, it's got to be a place that's welcoming regardless of, of your socioeconomic financial background. You know, I think the second thing that we need to really address within fitness culture, gym culture in particular, is how the internet is working for and against gym culture. And what I mean is, is the image that's being put out there, is it still from the 1980s where we've got the fanny packs, the big, you know, the big baggy sweats. We have guys um, doing workouts that you know, are, are from their Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dictionary of Bodybuilding Encyclopedia, which I have, actually. <laughs> um, or are we seeing, it's like, is the internet, like with Jim Fail Army and that kind of stuff, is it creating this, this sensation where we're seeing a caricature of the gym or we're seeing what it really is? And so uh, I was watching the Joey Swole excuse me, uh, TikTok stuff. And he was talking about people who, you know, when they're lifting, they want to also take selfies and videotape themselves if they have a YouTube channel or if they have a, a certain following or they have a business they're trying to run and, and part of their business is their bodies. And so when they're at the gym, they're going to film and they're going to, you know, take footage and stuff to either post on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. And the idea that when you go to a gym, you go to train, but there are people that are filming themselves there. And so you got to ask, okay, within the culture, is it, are we getting so concerned with, you know, you know, showing up, showing out for the gram that people are not just being kind to people, you know? And so Joey Swole talked about, um, this one influencer who kind of gave a guy a stink eye when he walked past her, her tr in the squat rack in the Smith machine area and she was like just giving him this eye like oh how can you get in my 
my line as I'm trying to film here. And it's like, you know, we have to be considerate of that. Like a lot of people who are going to the gym, they're not looking to be on YouTube, right? They're, they don't want people to film them and then post it up on their, their channel, right? So are we allowing the internet and all of that to kind of take away from the fitness aspect of it, you know? So that's, that's a really interesting question there. And then I think the third one is to how much extra stuff is in the gym, you know? I mean, yes, I talked about people who will bring you know, their four liter jug of water and their, their pre-workout and their, their shake and then their post-workout and then they've got their belt and their wraps and their straps and their bag. And you'll see guys and girls just plop all their stuff in front of a machine like, like they're peeing around their territory or something. And it's, it's like they've got, a, they've got like three bags, like one for their supplements, one for their, their gym stuff and one for their regular clothes. And how much of that along with like TVs and saunas and tanning beds and massage chairs and like pizza days and you know are just taking cuz i mean the gym is competing with so many other things like there's your home there's your work and then there's that third place and i remember when i worked at Starbucks they talked about that they were like we're trying to be the third place right that you go to and it for a lot of people that's your place of worship that is your maybe it's a bookstore um it maybe it's your you know the park you know maybe getting out there blah 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 but the attitude of we want to be that third place that you go to and that you would you would you know think three times before wanting to leave and the gym is fighting that the gym is fighting the movie theaters it's fighting Um, Netflix, the gym is fighting all of these places for your time, attention, and money. And so they're going to reach out to other things. One of the gyms I worked out, they had, if you can believe it, a pizza day, where at the end of every month, up until I think two years before I left, they would have, you know, they deliver, (laughs) you could have pizza. I'll never forget the shame I felt when I brought up like this two or three pizzas in front of this lady on the treadmill. And she was like, what the frick is this? You know, here I'm trying to bust my ass to sweat and work it off. And you're giving me, you're showing pizza in my face, you know, kind of thing. It's just, I felt, I felt such, it was such shame, you know, but that's what they did because they needed to draw people in. You see the, uh, the access to TV or Wi-Fi, you know, or the internet or people are on their phones or, um, their tablets or whatever while they're working out. And it's one thing if you're, if this is helping you stay motivated, your music and whatever else, but you know, do we really need to have like six or seven or eight or 10 TVs? We had about five right in front of all the cardio equipment, you know? And so guys would be like, Hey, could you put the game on, you know, whatever. And it's like, are you here to work out or are you here to watch TV? You know, um, all the extra stuff, like, you know, the pro shop and everything else. And I, again, I get it. It's a business. Um, you've got to add stuff to entice people to come in to plop down 20, 30, 40, whatever amount of dollars. So they could, you know, come there instead of going to, um, the movies or whatever else. Right. Um, so yeah, like, is, is it, is there just too much stuff going on outside of the main thing of getting in shape of, of getting fit? 
you know? And, um, but I think ultimately, I think the, the last thing I wanted to touch on was, what is the, the culture or the, the narrative top down at, at the facility you go to, right? So if we're saying that gyms, are they getting toxic? What is, what, what, what does the management have to say when there's a complaint of harassment? I always, I would always ask the girls because I worked at the front desk. I would ask them, hey, how you, how you feeling about this gym? You know, like, are you, are you in a space where you feel comfortable? Like, do you feel like okay, you know, that we don't have a lot of creepers here? Because I, you know, there were a lot of, com- I, I went, had a lot of complaints from female um, attendees of, of uh, the gyms I worked at that had either had harassment or they had guys leering at them or, you know, they felt a little bit vulnerable because this guy might have been filming and who knows if he's filming her, vice versa. And you're already in, you know, um, I guess you could say tight-fitting clothing, clothing that's somewhat revealing. And sometimes you're in, you know, various positions or movements that are a little bit more revealing. So then you ask yourself, okay, like, do I feel safe here? And what, is, what are some of the policies that this gym has when it comes to dealing with harassment or dealing with, with bullying or dealing with um, um, negative, negative stuff? You know, just stuff that uh, might cause some, some problems, you know? And so if, if, you're, if your gym doesn't have a set of rules and guidelines, you, you know, you might, you might want to leave. You know, you might want to say, hey, I, I'm going to find something that makes me feel safe, that values me. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, if you got a little bit of a beef with somebody that you should automatically say, ah, screw you, I'm leaving. But ask yourself, where is the, where are the things in place if I'm going to be coming here that I would feel safe, you know? So I think all in all, I don't feel that gyms are necessarily toxic and I don't feel all the time that the people are, but I definitely feel that you have to find the place that works best for you. So if you are somebody who's got kids at home, very young, and you're away at work for eight to 12 hours out of the day, do you really want to spend that time away from your family? You might want to, if you can afford it and have the space, have something in your basement, in your garage, in your backyard, whatever your circumstances are, so you can work out at home. So you can at least, you know, not have to make, take an extra hour and a half to two hours or three away from your family. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, just watching online, I'm a part of a lot of different just Facebook groups that talk, that have, you know, garage gyms and basement gym communities where people outfit their basements and garages into gyms so their, their commute is all just down the stairs or outside and they don't have to take two, three hours out of their time where they're not spending it with their families. So, you know, even ask yourself that, like, is it even worth it? Even if your gym isn't toxic, is it even worth it to be that far away from your family on a daily basis? Right? So, and, you know, some people are even questioning, do, do you need 
um, to pay the monthly rate, all the joining fee, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think all in all, you have to find this balance. And I think, I think the balance is one, ask yourself, what are kind of the rules and the, the beliefs and the culture within this gym that you're going to? And if you fit it, if it's something that works with you and, and like, you know, your vibe and everything else. But I think ultimately it comes down to being just respectful. And if you are in any facility, I don't care if it's a tri-leisure, I don't care if it's a swimming club, I don't care if it's climbing or, or a dojo or a, a place where you practice Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if respect is not at the forefront, that and safety, you know, respect and safety, then it might be a time for a change. And I think the industry, if it's going to survive, if gyms and fitness facilities are going to make it into the 21st century and beyond, the culture has to change, not to a place where we, we don't push ourselves, where we're not um, engaged with you know, getting better, but where it's a place where everybody can come to get better. And yeah, you might get judged, but for the most part, nine out of 10 times, you want a place where people, not everyone knows your name, but at least everybody is after the same goal and we're all willing to help, you know? And I think if, if that's, if that's something that doesn't, if it it doesn't, um, doesn't seem like it's part of your, your facility, then I think it's probably time to change, you know? So yeah, you know, um, I, I thought this was kind of an interesting topic to talk about because, so much of the fitness industry, you know, we, we talk about supplements, we talk about training, we talk about diet, but if you're in a space, I don't care if it's your basement or your, your gym that you don't feel safe in, you don't even enjoy going to, it's not fun or it's always crowded or it's always smelly or dirty, you know, you kind of need to have a sense of, I'm in a place where it's clean, you know, people, people are friendly and it's a place where I can get better, you know? So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Um, again, like I would say, you can find us everywhere. You get your podcast from Podbean to Stitcher to Google play. We're there. And, um, yeah, look for, for more episodes here. Like I said before, we kind of got the basement back, um, up and running again so it was it was quite the ordeal but it, thankfully things are a little bit oh excuse me things are a little bit uh, you know knock on wood you know because you never know right I mean but things are looking a little bit better so until next time I want you to take care keep fit and have fun